Welcome back to the 715 Podcast, everyone. Very, very special guest today. And I say that every time, but I truly mean it this time because it is our first international call with Mr. Yash Menda of India. Yash, welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you, Justin, for having me on your show. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be here. And, uh, you know, it's funny how we first met on Omega. And mm-hmm. uh, you guys were the best people that I met that day. And uh, I'm just very, very happy that you got in touch with me and that we can make a great show out of today. Yeah, it definitely, yeah. definitely our most unique interaction from Omega, just because it actually turned into something as opposed to most of the people you see flashing you or, you know, it's just like a, a some sort of weird party of like 13 year old girls just eating chips or whatever, you know, <laughs> a weird place. But I'm glad we were actually able to make something of it. So, Yash, um, why don't you go ahead and explain yourself a little bit further from just the guy that we met on Omegle to kind of who you are and what you're doing over there in uh, India. So I'm a 17 year old student in India. I'm in the 11th grade, uh, which would be confusing for some people in the US to understand because of the education system difference. Uh, I'm doing a course in business studies and commerce and accountancy because I like to be an investment banker further on and then be an entrepreneur or a businessman of sorts. And if nothing really uh, goes my way, then I always have my family business to uh, come back on. Me as a person, I love Bollywood, which is the Indian version of cinema, as you do, as you guys have Hollywood. And my favorite actor is Shah Rukh Khan. Um, he's the world's biggest superstar, at least for me. Um, and there's not a single aspect of his life that I don't uh, look up to or aspire to achieve. Um, I'm a family guy. I love my family. I'm very close to them. And there are a lot of uh, differences, a lot of drama that goes on. But I love to take it positively, thinking I hope a show gets made out of it someday. Uh, yeah, I'm just a simple... A middle-class boy who has gotten very lucky through all stages of my life, and I'm just very glad. Awesome! And, and and it looked like through Instagram, you've done some sort of stage acting before as well, if if I'm correct. Uh, I'm actually I was a stand-up comedian until I stopped being funny. Um, <laughs> I love acting. I love acting. Absolutely love acting. I think. If anything, I uh, want to be, that is not practical whatsoever, to be an actor in Bollywood. Um, but I, I've done plays, I have done mm-hmm. shows, I've done a few single acts. Um, more so, I think my school has given me a lot of opportunities to uh, display this talent and showcase my ability to be, uh, to entertain people and to have that sort of presence. So I do, I do act, I do stand up and uh, I do a few speeches also. I worked with the Rotary for a certain amount of time and then founded my own internet club, which is uh, sort of like a social service uh, Mm -hmm. club, which is internationally connected. And that was a great success uh, the previous year. But because of COVID, all of our operations got hampered. Uh, But otherwise it's this, you know, I I like being, um, you know, a very... Uh, a, a good speaker you know I like talking to people I like interacting with people and personally uh, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely very shy because I've spent four four and a half five hours preparing for this now and I haven't slept the whole of last night um, but you know it's just it's the love for this that I really uh, you know put aside all of that and just you know put this little uh, mask on of not shaking stammering and you know fumbling up my words <laughs> Well, you're doing a great job so far. Um, and and Len, let's go to kind of where you're living in India right now. You said Bangalore, India is where you're at. You kind of explain to the to listeners what that town's like, maybe where it's located and um, yeah, stuff like that. So Bangalore is in the south of India. It's, uh, it's the capital of our state, Karnataka. And uh, Bangalore is a metropolitan, uh, metropolitan city, if I'm saying that right. Um, we're very peace-loving people here. We're very cool. Uh, you see a lot of uh, businessmen, a lot of uh, IT companies, and you see a lot of uh, 
you know innovation going on in this city uh it's you know it's it used to be there's a funny joke that we called bangalore or bengaluru uh because the town at one point was filled with just bungalows there were very few buildings in fact my house was a bungalow until i was born and in our locality my building was one of the first come up and then it started getting more commercial and it just became like this concrete jungle but uh, it's a it's a beautiful place lot of rich heritage lot of um success stories out of here and um you know it's a lovely lovely place to visit and especially it's not that crowded as bombay or delhi is which bombay is like our financial capital and the mm-hmm. home of bollywood uh, where i prefer to be born if not bangalore <laughs> and delhi is the indian capital um the uh, you know where all the parliament and all of our uh, you know high officials are posted uh but bangalore is like the perfect underdog between this you know where like everything is just amazing here and uh, we'd love if you bring some of your cheese to us because <laughs> you know we're sweet people and we get the bread yeah before <laughs> before this podcast uh we had the opportunity to talk a little bit and you said you've been doing some research on uh on wisconsin and our area uh and you mentioned some some pretty uh funny things to start your first thing was uh the the competition between the packers and the bears um which i thought was very funny um and cheese of course the dairy capital um it's always really cool when we hear guests do research and stuff and it, yeah. it's really fun to see you know what you come up with that kind of is, is reflected in general because you know as some, as people I who really, live i really love the vibe I don't know yeah. why I said you know I if I if I go on the show completely clueless about it then um, you know what am I really offering to you guys other than you know just a funny little face right. um but you know I actually enjoyed it because uh, my intention was okay I'll read a little bit maybe you know a few lines here and there so that mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about but then after that it became so interesting and there was these there were these lingos and there was um there's fish fry fridays which also happens <laughs> in india sort of and uh you know like it just it just got so interesting i got engrossed in it and then after that um i listened to i think uh about three or four of your episodes i actually went and listened to them about both of you about how jackson works with his father which i personally you know i i really respect that because sometimes i try to work with my father in our business Mm-hmm. but otherwise i think we really really bonded over the lockdown and everything in investing in the stock markets and stuff it's you know it's a skill that he's taught me that i can always you know uh, use to stand on my own feet um so i really i really like that it was very uh, it was very ha- like you know i was so happy to hear it that oh, even in the us you know sons work with their fathers and uh, they want to grow that business and they so and you were talking about it so passionately that it didn't feel for a second that you're doing it out of just family obligation you know it felt like you mm. actually enjoyed doing stuff for artovision and you know continuing that way as well as pursuing what you loved which i if i remember it right was editing and videography and this and that um then what i learned about grand is that uh, you know i i cannot believe the kind of dedication you have to sports man like i think Thank you. you know i scrolled way up i scrolled way up and i told you i've done my homework very well uh i scrolled way up to i think that little i think that first post where you're jumping on a 45 inch box yeah yeah i went down till there and you know i just saw this guy come up in everything you know in basketball in american football we we call it rugby also sometimes right and right. you know it's just it's awesome dude i didn't understand a few parts but it was just so it was so great to look at you know from this little little extra tall boy you've now become you know this cool dude with a beard and a cowboy hat as you own the place no it, it was amazing so i i genuinely believe that if i have half as much dedication that you do to sports and these things i i go to i go very very big place in my life you know i reach heights <laughs> and i'm sure you have to so you know that's thank you man. oh man yes thank you i appreciate that yeah that's 
incredible. That's incredible. It, it's so ironic that uh, it's not ironic. It's it's actually it's hilarious to me that uh, I'm trying to butter people from the dairy capital. <laughs> no, but we'll say this about kind of the dedication thing, man. And I think you kind of alluded to it earlier. Like it's crazier that people in the West are enjoying working with their fathers. I think something that I've definitely learned from both calling with you and calling with just a couple people on Omegle, um, but definitely you now that we've kind of started this, this whole podcast in, in itself is that, you know, um, despite that we're across a couple different oceans or, you know, six or seven time zones away, you know, our goals and our dedication to things that we love, it all stays the same. And, and we're all, you know, ingrained to, to do stuff that we love and to do and to chase our passions. Um, and I think it just kind of blends together really nice into what we have right now. And that's a, that's a 715 podcast and a great guest, obviously, in, in Yash. And, you know, we're more alike than different. So I think that's something kind of cool to look at that, too, in that way. Little, little change on that statement. I feel like the more different we are, uh, despite a few common points, because again, God made us all the same. Um, but I feel the more different we are, the better I love it. I absolutely love it when somebody is the complete opposite of what I am. You know, because it just opens up your perspective that life can exist like this also. Or there's a complete parallel universe in the same household as you, maybe. And, uh, you know, that just makes you appreciate so much more. That mm -hmm. just makes you uh, understand both your self-worth and at the same time how worthless you are. You know, it can put your head in the clouds and keep your feet on the ground. So I really enjoy that. And uh, I think when people, uh, again, again, I'm not imposing this. This is another thing about me. I don't impose my beliefs on someone it doesn't have to be a universal truth i believe right. it and i'm happy with that but i believe that as soon as people stop trying to be alike and just be themselves be the best version of themselves their culture their place i think that's when there can be complete unity and diversity which is what india works on well in speaking on differences and stuff is there anything you found in your research of wisconsin that either you have questions on or things that were just perplexingly odd that you're just unfamiliar with like from from what i read actually let me i made notes on this hold up i, I know i'm not supposed to be pulling up my phone oh no problem podcast, no problem i made notes on this i definitely made notes on this i think i even read somewhere that in in wisconsin i was reading like the race breakup i don't know why but 1% are American Indians. And it was, it was hilarious because, you know, I, I study about overpopulation. I study about all this uh, stuff of, you know, consumers and economics and Indian economics and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, Indian, we're populated. We're, you know, I think we have the 1.3, 1.5 billion population. It's all right. It's just that. And I see there's minimum... <laughs> One percent is like a little less, I feel, in Wisconsin. But like most American states, I see three or four percent are American Indians. And I was laughing my ass off that we've left our offsprings everywhere. <laughs> so we get it home anywhere. You know, it's always there for us. We also have fish fry, we have Bengal. Um, getting drunk and passing out, bro, that's the whole country. Um, having this Packers and Bears game, we have it with the whole country versus, you know, two like districts or something. I'm, I, I'm not sure what Packers and Bears was. But, you know, it's it's it was hilarious, man. Like, <laughs> left 1% of Indians. I, I don't know what a brat is. Can you guys tell me what a brat is? It, I, I said, I read something saying, don't you dare compare a brat to a hot dog. And I want to know what a brat is. Oh, a brat. A brat. Okay, this is a huge difference now, and this is a big. This is a big thing. I'm. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that it came up at all. So a brat versus. So it's actually the. It's a German thing since a lot of Wisconsin heritage comes from Germany. Um, it's a bratwurst. Um, so it, it's like it's like a hot dog. Um, so you put it in in between a bun and and there's debates on if it's a sandwich or not, but we'll just call it a brat and a hot dog. 
but a brat is more just like a sausage version of a hot dog where it's got a casing. And a lot of time, since people drink a lot of beer here, they boil them in beer and then they grill them over a grill. Um, so that's kind of what a brat is, I guess. And then they put like sauerkraut and mustard on it or kind of whatever you want to put on there. But a big German thing so from all the German heritage that stems around here. That sounds like big food. I love big food. Like, I think um, my top three cu- cuisines are anything American, um, anything Indo-Chinese, uh, which is like we have our own style of Chinese, you know, we put little extra masalas and we make a little, little more saucy than the, mm-hmm. you know, authentic Pan-Asian because we, we need that spice, you know, we can't have bland food at all. And I remember telling you guys about biryani also, how right. it's cooked and everything. I, I, I like big food. I love my food to be big, man. Like I'm, I'm a simple eater. I don't uh, ask for stuff like sushi and this side. But even if I'm eating a sandwich, I don't like the normal size. I like the XL size. I like I like living life king size. And my food all should be like that. And this this brat, it sounds big. I love it. <laughs> it sounds big. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, we have plenty of that king size food here, per se. <laughs> yeah. I made 30 points on Wisconsin. I, I don't know if I can go over it in the time we have. But I made 30 points about Wisconsin. I, I'm definitely visiting when things get a little safer. Yeah. I mean, how, how are things looking where you're at and with, you know, with the <laughs> pandemic and whatnot? Uh, I, I think um, it started like it started off really badly and it was mm-hmm. complete chaos and panic and zero organization. But there was some level uh, of, uh, you know, control by the law enforcement when it started. Then people also understood the seriousness of the issue and how it was, how it, if, you know, like in the US, such a big, like the, the most, um, you know, the, the superpower of the world, uh, other than my country, of course, <laughs> um, if, if they could, you know, be um, hit by the virus so badly and have to deal with, uh, you know, no hospital beds and no mm-hmm. uh, physicians and this and that. And, you know, even the basic essentials not being available to everyone there, you know, it was, it was very scary for us because we're way behind America in terms of social welfare, you know, as in um, like, you see, there are a lot of slums here. And like I said earlier in the podcast, there's, you know, like 10 people living in such a small space, probably smaller than my room. And, you know, there's also these people living in these big, big bungalows. So because of that major wealth gap, people understood the seriousness of the issue. People understood that, listen, we can't really, really mess with this. So things started getting better. Around October or so, it became a little relaxed. October, November-ish, it became a little relaxed. And people learned to some extent how to be responsible with it, how to, um, you know, wear a mask, constantly... Uh, you know, sanitize yourself, this, that. And we were all just waiting for the race of the vaccine, you know, to actually come to some sort of finish and give some relief, which did happen. And January, February was almost like, okay, we're almost done with this. You know, it's just, you know, we're done. We're done. I think it's just one year. We'll celebrate its birthday and everything will go back to normal. But that was the biggest mistake, I think. Everyone started going out for parties. People started organizing parties and a lot of processions and, you know, that whole uh, thing of responsibility, the blanket of responsibility that we developed, it just threw off and we jumped out of the bed. (laughs) That messed up things badly. Mm. And now there's cases going up just, just in an insane amount. You know, now we have a night curfew here that by 10 p.m., Everything is shut. Everyone's at home. Mm. No parties, no going out, um, no any of that. In our state, at least, in right. Maharashtra, which is the worst affected state, they've set their night curfew to 8 o'clock. And uh, there's, there, were, there was even this news that at one point, India had only five days of vaccine doses left, you know. In five days, we'd be we'd be completely out of it. And I'm not fully sure of what it is right now. I haven't followed up with it yet because I'm genuinely a little paranoid about it. Right. But 
it suddenly worsened dude it just took a couple of weeks but it completely worsened and now i feel we have the experience we have the facilities and you know it's just that we need to apply it properly hopefully this all gets over by this october at best mm. so i genuinely hope for that because a lot of people are dying um a lot of people are unsafe there's a lot of senior citizens around and uh, it's it's concerning because i have my grandfather and i mean mm. he did get the vaccine and everything but i have my grandfather and so does another 100 people on my street have their grandparents and elderly parents in their house so that's a little concerning Mm-hmm. So to speak, the situation here is a four on ten, and uh, we just hope and pray, and we need everybody's prayers that it gets better soon. So are vaccines yeah. starting to cycle around a little bit? Are are they more accessible at this point? So because okay. there hasn't been much of a panic in the past two three days, which is why I didn't really follow up with it, like I said. But uh, you know, there's there's like eight. Eight or nine different, I think more different vaccines. There's the Sputnik one, there's the Pfizer one, there's all of these, which are getting emergency approved and all of that. But there's just so much uh, paranoia that what if this vaccine has this side effect years later? Mm-hmm. What if this? What if that? And you know, every time we call someone, also we have a message from the government saying, "Do not believe in hearsay. The vaccine is completely safe and tried and tested. Uh, take the vaccine, but still." um maintain your social distancing and wear a mask in this time so you know i i think if people in india and around the world also it's like a it's a request to even our listeners even like just be responsible for the next one or two months man that's enough mm-hmm. we'll get over this just two months of shutting up and sitting at home <laughs> is all we need go out for the essential works go out to do good for your society if you're giving food to people on the street if you're you know providing sanitary uh, you know equipment in places where it is needed if you donate to a hospital or like a welfare center that's great that's all right but don't even do that every day of the week mm-hmm. don't put yourself and your family at risk and that should be enough you know It sounds like we're we're almost in about the same place. I know in some of the bigger cities they have those lockdown times. I think the latest one was Miami in Florida. They they set their they have like the uh, 8 p.m. 7 p.m. curfew. Um, yeah, vaccines are starting to roll around, but and and a lot of places like schools are trying to open up longer, but there's a lot of pushback from a lot of people saying that's not a good idea. um cuz we have a really weird system right now and they just want to put it back exactly how it was before so there's a lot of people pushing back on that <laughs> i don't think that is a good idea to open up schools again and get back to the same system because we have to face it it has to be online for the it is unfortunate for the people who were traveling abroad or who just wanted to see their freshman year or uh, people like me who've been in a boy school all their life and then get to go to a covid 11th and 12th but it's online i know that but it's a sacrifice we have to make it's the price we have to pay it's all right it doesn't matter there's your whole life ahead of you make the best of it that time now for schools to reopen is a very very bad idea and in fact a lot of celebrities a lot of uh, influential figures in india have been supporting this saying that students shouldn't be uh, going to school and giving their exams right now and our honorable prime minister was actually quite uh, receptive to this um, sort of plea from our be- on our behalf and uh, today there was a very good news that one of our board exams has been cancelled so that's you know a good about i don't know couple of crore students not going for their exams and uh, it is i mean they are a little worried about how they're going to be evaluated because right. we take board exams and everything very seriously in india but uh, i feel it's all the best it's a very very good decision taken um but you know i i genuinely believe as much as you want your child to go to school or as much as you want to go to school it's completely all right if you miss one year nothing's going to happen you you'll get 80 years after this you can go to college when you're a 40 year old just to live those days again it's all right sacrifice it's okay yeah. i also I also heard in one of your podcasts about you guys talking about 
um, the season being cancelled because of the virus. And you know, I think Grant was very, very sad about it, saying if one dude gets the COVID, then a whole season called off. So, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I, I really think it's a matter of two months if we all take it right. If we, if we all just play mature enough, somehow manage it because we have for a whole year. So, you know, just make that happen. That's all I feel. Yeah, and it's it, the vaccines that have been rolling out here have been rolled out a lot faster than I think people anticipated. Jackson and I were talking, you know, a little bit early on, and it sounds like about close to one third of Americans have got their first vaccine because you know you need the two, you need the two doses so it's gonna it's gonna start getting better and like you said it's only gonna take one or two months and then things should be hopefully back if everybody hopefully. does what they what they need to do yeah knock on wood right so um yeah just that's been the huge that's been like the biggest saying is you know do your part I don't know how you would be able to say that in uh in Indian or 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 however you would say that over there, but um, they they definitely are pushing do your part and wear your mask. So, no, I think uh, a very popular question about COVID now is, what will you do as soon as this is all over? So I I'm asking you guys this question. You all can answer me one by one. Uh, what would you do the second this is all over, the lockdowns over, the virus is gone, and everything's back? I mean. For me personally, I think I'll like even once I'm vaccinated, I'll probably go see a movie in a theater. Um, you know, it's a hard, it's probably one of the more difficult things to replicate at home without spending so much money, you know. Um, and just that's probably one of them besides the obvious of like traveling. Um, you know, Art Division, the company I run with my dad, is primarily based on trade shows and going to comic conventions and video game conventions. Um, and that's something that hasn't happened in the past year and a half, maybe. Um, and it's looking like September, maybe when those are going to start up again. Um, so definitely trade shows for me, um, com those comic conventions, because that's such a huge part of that company. And I dedicate a lot of time to even just those trade shows specifically. And that's something I'm really looking forward to going to again. I would probably end up going to, you know, like a sporting event or like a, like a, uh, maybe like a WWE event if they're come, cause those are starting to roll back. Um, but like, I think Wisconsin will be a little bit behind the ball. Like Texas opened up. Texas I don't know if you guys saw this. Texas had um, their opening day for the Rangers down in Dallas. Um, full capacity, no mask mandate. People were packed in there. Um, but that's Texas for you. They fly by the seat of their pants, and they do whatever they want to do, man. How so, many people um, was that? Is there a number out there? I don't know. I don't know if there's a number. I could probably find that for you quick. Um, but I would say a live sporting event, you can't really beat it. and That would be That'd be awesome to be in the packed crowd. Um, actually, uh, so right now in India, uh, we have this thing called IPL going, which is the Indian Premier League. And um, it's been going on since 2008. We basically have eight teams of uh, cities, you know, like Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Mumbai Indians, uh, Delhi Capitals, and this and they're cricket teams. It's a game of, it's a, it's a cricket tournament and it's mm -hmm. a T20 series. I don't think cricket is too popular in the US, but I feel like it's a, it's a wonderful sport. It is literally one of the most dangerous sports in the world. Um, but it's known as a gentleman's game because of the composure that the players keep while going through such high pressure situations. So right. um, I, I agree with Grant and that was, that was also on my, I think second on my to-do list. The first would be not wearing a mask or applying sanitizer. <laughs> soon as this damn thing gets done, because I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, but I would go for IPL and it is it is beautiful, man. Like I think how you guys have the Super Bowl and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think this is probably the equivalent of that. Right. Um we have like fifty thousand fans in the stadium cheering, 
and there's music and there's cheerleaders there's shows in between um the players have so much flair and the people love them so much with some of them being international players mm-hmm. for example how both of you love me for being an international person uh, <laughs> i'm kidding um but you know it's just it's an electrifying experience ipl and uh, if you guys do visit india and if by next year around the same time it usually happens in this april may uh, season so if you guys are visiting india come around this time i'd be more than happy to host you uh, and we will go for ipl yes we will go for ipl so um that's go ahead jack oh i was just going to ask ask if that's something that ha- like most of our sports uh over the past year were digital or there were like cardboard cutouts in the audience is that something that happened for that event as well what happened was last year see indians cannot live without ipl okay we will cancel our exams we will not go to work we will stay at home it's all right but don't cancel our ipl not at all so what happened last year and this was the prowess of the both the indian public and our, our facilities our contacts everywhere and our goodwill also is we actually conducted ipl the whole tournament in dubai in in the united arab emirates uae we conducted the whole tournament there uh, we had three stadiums there mostly and the players were kept in what was called um, if i'm not mistaken a bionic bubble um, you know where there is just uh, they self quarantine and there's no people coming in and going out stuff mm-hmm. like that which was very tough on the players mental health but uh, they went through it and we had our ipl conducted in dubai all of us have been watching it at home and um, you know it was it was insane it was massive but to answer your question there weren't any spectators allowed as there usually would be mm-hmm. because um, ipl it's not just the 50000 people that go to the stadiums there's there's millions when i say millions i genuinely mean it millions of people going for screenings there's places where there's no stadium or there is no um, you know some people just don't have tvs also in their house but they put up these big screens and hundreds and thousands of people would gather watch the screening together um and we're very we're all very loving people you know indian so if there's a if there's like a boundary or a six you know the, when you hit a six you score six runs in this side then any of that happens or a wicket is taken or whatever we'll all hug each other we'll kiss each other we'll scream and shout and all the sweat will fly around the air it's, it's beautiful <laughs> but um, you know it's we we couldn't have that happening mm-hmm. so you know we just conducted in a whole other country um and no spectators no screenings no any of that all of just all of us just stayed at home watched it on ott platforms and uh, you know that's what happened last year we didn't have cardboard cutouts we actually had um dude india you know we're like the gods of marketing i i genuinely believe that like india has done the best marketing in the world so you know um we had this thing in the stadium where there be screens all around the pitch uh, all around the the field you know mm-hmm. and on that we would have recordings of fans playing of fans screaming in this that from their home cheering on their players and you know it's it's crazy i think after our podcast i'll send you guys some snapshot of all this and how crazy ipl really is um but that's what we did you know we said that the players are not going to miss out on this vibe neither are we put us on an electric screen if you have to mm-hmm. um and you know it was this that it, it did not i mean of course you don't get the same feel and right. everything but the compensation was very satisfactory very very satisfactory it was so much of fun last year this year it's a little better because it's happening in india uh, but no home ground matches you know mm-hmm. uh, cuz people are going to go try to be around the stadium if not inside it they're going to try crowding players hotels and this and that so i think it was a smart decision but um, it's it's insane man like uh, ipl is something very close to every indian's heart even if he doesn't watch cricket he watches ipl yeah i think i think you're spot on with the with the super bowl comparison because that's that's yeah 
it's almost less of a football game and more of a cultural, like almost holiday where it, it's the same thing you would do on man, what like New Year, New Year's Eve, where it just everyone gets together and you, you all participate in that. I think those are pretty yeah. equal events in the U.S. I love, I would love, I bet you I could find it on, I have an ESPN Plus account. I'm going to try to find the IPL after this podcast. We, we all watch it in India on Star Sports. I don't know if it's available in the US, but we have Star Sports here and you can watch it there. Or if you guys have uh, this OTT platform called Hot Stars, I think there you can view it too. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful, man. You guys should not miss out on the IPL. And the IPL is just so big. Um, how do I? Every, every, almost every year, in just taxes. Okay, this is just taxes. I'm telling you, it boosts up three thousand five hundred crore rupees to our Indian economy, which is about five hundred million dollars to the Indian economy in two months. And that's just, just you know, just IPL itself, the mm-hmm. organization and the tournament. The rest of the side effects that IPL has. There, there is no comfort. There is no way to measure it. You know, it's as good as saying how much does UK owe the Indians for what they took in when before independence. I had to make that joke. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> so have you played cricket yourself? Are, have you participated in a little bit of cricket? I, I actually have. Um, so a uh, li- little backstory. I'll, I'll take you guys back to, say, the first grade. Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm elaborating a lot, but I don't think you guys mind. Uh, not at all not at all so in the uh, so through my life i've had these different uh, phases of you know my personality myself the things i knew didn't know even my physicality you know i was a very very fat kid like i i was born very thin which scared my mother because usually in india all the babies are very fat and chubby and healthy apparently but I was, an, I was an active, cute baby. I was running around. I used to play. But no, I'm skinny. So, you know, my mother was very tense about it. So, my grandmother, whom I really owe my life to and I lost last year. Uh, I hope she's, she's in a good place. Of course she is. But um, she started feeding me in the first grade. And I became super fat. So, I can't go to the gym as a kid. So, I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? Sports. I have played every single sport in I have gone for camps. I have gone for trainings. I played basketball, but my layups look like I'm dancing like Elsa from Frozen. You know, <laughs> um, I played cricket. I have played cricket and I tried to be part of the school team, but yeah. I was very unfit. I would not run. I could not bowl. I could not, uh, you know, swing my bat very fast. But I used to, I used to be a hard hitter. Like I'd only hit boundaries and everything, but I, I didn't know how to completely play the game, you know, with that skill and everything. I was just like, I'm fat, I'm big, I'm strong, let's hit. It's just like that. You know, um, but I played everything, cricket included. I was never any good at it. I wish I could have been a sportsman. Um, but, no, I, I have played cricket, but I'm not at all any good at it. I'm very shameful. When I, say, you know, I feel very embarrassed. It sounds like sounds like you and me are in the same boat compared to Grant. <laughs> <laughs> cricket is a sport I've always wanted to try because I I play baseball a little bit, so we kind it's somewhat you know you it's obviously it's different, but you swing the bat and try to hit the ball, and then somebody tries to catch it or whatever. But um, those are the very basics of those two sports that I could maybe compare. But yeah, that seems like, especially when it's as big as it is, especially in India or other places, I just feel like that's so awesome. School level, if you're on the school team, your college team, your district, state, or the national team, is so, it's it's pretty much being an actual god. People people worship cricketers in India, dude. Like I feel I feel you've played baseball. If you just got this bout, you trained a little for cricket, and you come to India and play in the IPL. Number one, you're gonna make four five million that year easily, like no sweat. Number two, people are going to worship you. There'll be like these these 20, 40 foot um cardboard cutouts of you with like flower garlands and people will be doing pujas, you know, like how, how you do it and they'll be praying to you, you know. They, they they'll actually they'll tattoo your name here and stuff. 
you you become a god in india if you play cricket uh yash do you want to do you want to talk about your family business at all <laughs> i'm more than happy to um plug it in <laughs> i I'm, i'm i'm getting the advertisement so why not <laughs> um so we are a sindhi family and uh, we first started out very small uh, my grandfather and you must be hearing this from a lot of indians maybe i don't think it's that common in the west but in india at least my grandparents generation all of them had like 10 15 20 siblings mm. you know it was a huge huge family very low income so um so my grandfather he started out with absolutely nothing he started out with peanuts in his hand like what what i feel actually and as a as a matter of fact today is a good day for me and i've earned that much today but his whole life savings when he was about my age like 17 or 18 i'm i'm 17 years old mm-hmm. uh he started off this with this peanut sum of money and we got into finance we got into tires and we got into properties so um, mainly like i mean finance is is like a cultural thing you know it's in these we like money we like gold so finance is just there and i'd like to be an investment banker so again finance mm-hmm. uh, it just it just runs in the blood but he started out our business with peanuts and he would cycle um, how do i put it in miles you know say i think 2 kilometers is a mile or so so he would cycle 5 10 miles a day on his on his bicycle mm-hmm. and he uh, buy these huge like tires and stuff from the outskirts on a little lower wholesale rate because we used to lend money to like my great grandfather used to lend a little sum of money to this muslim dealer who was into tires for his business and when my grandfather would go to this guy to collect the money or the interest on it and he would he would from his little own money purchase the um he purchase these tires maybe uh, some not used so much or some change from a new car or and sometimes new stock also because it was expensive at the time and it still is it still is you know it's considered a luxury good under the gst system like our tax system in india when you buy tires so he started out like that he would cycle 5 miles going 5 miles back with two three heavy tires on his cycle come to our marketplace sell it make a little profit um that little profit he reinvest in his little capital he'll give it to somebody on some interest he did all of that um his brothers as in his elder brothers because there was a lot of age gap between all the siblings you know he had a he was probably two or three and his brothers would be married 24 25 mm-hmm. so you know he was he was very harshly treated by them you know he would like there was he actually wanted to join the army but uh, they burnt his leg the night before like they took a very hot utensil like they made it red hot and just kept it on his leg so he's unable to walk and you know go for all this funny stuff it's, it it pains me to even reminisce all this this and story but then from there he worked on he worked on he made his own name in uh, society as ck menda and uh, he grew my family and i think uh, when my grandmother entered like when she married him and came into our lives like his life per se first we exponentially grew you know i'm i don't feel like i'm grateful enough for to be born in a family this way but like comfortable and i don't think i've been doing justice to it recently i haven't been working that hard but he came from nothing and we established this business of ours of retail wholesale and special service tires mm-hmm. uh, called menda automobiles and uh, we're posted in the heart market of all um, you know auto parts and uh, you know alignment balancing all of that we're located in that heart market of the city we're, we're a humble business uh, i mean we are comfortable people but never once have we turned down an opportunity to make let's say in your thing even 10 dollars you know like a sale of if i'm making 700 rupees on that which is <laughs> i i feel very arrogant saying this but it's not much it's not much we spend that much on a meal mm-hmm. you know but 
even that much we don't let go because my grandfather has seen times where he'd have to skip a meal so that he'd have money to sustain himself the next day he would eat only two meals a day instead of eating three meals he'd eat only two meals and those two meals also would be very frugal mm-hmm. so right now uh, we are into tires we do um, all sorts of tires you name it i have it you want run flats for your rolls royce i have it you want normal tires for your scooter or cycle or whatever i have it you want you want tires for your damn airplane i can get it to you you know that's that's no problem for me uh, so that's our tire business and then with the tire business again like i said we become a little comfortable uh, you know we start we went into finance also so in india we have this i think i don't know if it's there in the west again because i feel your banks are very very uh, well settled and affluent but in india sometimes uh, because of either lack of education or complexity or uh, various economical reasons people prefer taking a money loan from a known person rather than the bank mm. so we used to loan out money and get interest you know the bank would probably uh, say i take a loan for 100000 from, from the bank right. i'd have to pay them 6% annually but say i take the same loan from a known person i probably have to keep down a little lesser amount of collateral with him it's a very easy understanding with him but i'll have to pay him 12% interest you know so these things happen in india and i feel uh, my grandfather was um, clever enough to make a good use of it and we made a good amount from it so we're into that sector of finance as well of sort of money lending interest investment mm-hmm. um then we invest into properties also we flip a few properties we you know buy this property uh, say refurbish it or something and sell it off or uh, i think that's called flipping houses in and stuff in the real estate market in america right so we do that as well um personally uh, i i'm pretty proud of myself for this i've started a little custom uh, concierge business for custom clothing so you know how you get your vasti jacket you get your t-shirts with your own prints you get these right. uh, t-shirts and collared shirts and button shirts with your name embossed logos and this and that and you know how all the 10th graders like when they graduating from high school or from college they get these jackets mm-hmm. so i provide a very like a top notch quality service to these people because the problem that i saw was that people were getting this done from random vendors and there would be just one popular jock in class who everyone was just afraid of who would take this up and he would mess the whole thing up you know the jacket print would be uh, messed up and the names probably wouldn't be right the quality that you pay for isn't okay mm-hmm. so i took it up and i said i'm an outsider i have nothing to do with you you have nothing to do with me personally this way uh, which is ironic because most of my projects have been through personal contact but being an outsider i have no impact like i i'm completely impartial my right. thing is to give you the best work and your money's worth and it's been quite successful uh, right now like i mean i think my biggest order was 5000 vasti jackets which was absolutely amazing wow to go to and i don't i don't make any profit out of it right now because i believe in uh, cherishing that networking the uh, fun of working on a project together of mm-hmm. collaborating and just learning so much from different different people and different different college cultures uh, so i haven't made any money off of it yet but that is what i'm doing personally that is my business business experience and it's mm-hmm. going quite well thank god that's incredible congratulations man that's awesome thank yeah. you thank you so much told me that you guys are my age and all this while i've been assuming you're like you know 24 25 because you're so matured and so well composed <laughs> but you know now now i can start talking about all this childish crap that i do so um we have this thing in bangalore called uh, it's it's this, the road's name is church street and uh, on the weekends church street is completely shut for vehicles and stuff people uh, come take walks there are there's this broke artist concept 
where artists come with printouts or you know just these self written jokes written on a very in written in a very nice manner on their paintings or they mm-hmm. uh, sketch you right there live and it is take what you love and pay what you like that kind of a concept so that happens and there's musicians coming onto that street and uh, you know there's people dancing there's people singing um there is no limit to the creativity that can be unleashed on church street and a couple of my friends did go as a band over there and you know i went i of course i had to go because celebrity appearance um <laughs> no and, but we had a blast and then i decided to do something um i, I think you guys would have heard of this the the dude with the sign um mm-hmm. he just writes stuff on his cardboard and he goes and stands and like it's hilarious stuff mm-hmm. so so being like this this little peddler of love that i think i am uh i wrote something on the cardboard and i like to show it to you guys and i want you to honestly tell me if you would strike up a conversation with this guy <laughs> where is it seen <laughs> i like I that i like the hashtag blush for yash <laughs> yeah that is my that is my trademark hashtag blush for yash everybody <laughs> and for so mostly again uh i i've been wanting to say this but uh i, I think i'm one of the only few uh, available specimens of this dude um and i mean this in a non sexual uh completely respectful way i love women man like uh this show would be so much more better if you guys were women <laughs> okay this is this is the best it can be but i love women i love being around women i feel like everything i mean everything has an ups and downs and some people some women might disagree with me um but you know i just feel everything is so much gentler so much uh, you know more graceful and so much loving with them uh, because i've been brought up in a women rich environment mm-hmm. like uh, more i have had more women figures in my life bringing me up uh, like my grandmother my mother my own elder sister my cousin sisters my aunts um i they've been more prominent in my upbringing than you know like the my the male counterparts you know i mean they also have played a big role like you know taught me how to shave and this and that right. <laughs> but uh, i feel like i'm more of a mama's boy i'm more of a any lady's boy kind of person and this this particular cardboard was mostly dedicated to the ladies you know i just like if a man came by and said bro great job bro i i i wouldn't know what to say i'm like oh, i mean you're not that pretty also <laughs> <laughs> but for the men again uh, because i believe in fairness is i know this there you go Hashtag, would that be a hashtag blush or blush for Yash too, or is that not on that one for a reason? No, think of putting blush for Yash when I was calling two people a pooch. <laughs> I don't know. Bangalore, Bangalore is also such a place. I I mentioned this earlier. I'm a peace-loving people, mm-hmm. but some people have like major inflated egos in Bangalore. So I don't know how many people must have read this and decided not to kill someone that day. I'm glad. <laughs> But yeah, this this is what I wrote. I I went and stood with this on church street. So I'll probably uh, get something else, and when things get safer again, I'll go stand with my cardboard. I'll tag you guys. Perfect. I love that man. That that's pretty cool. I I I love seeing all that. The the guy who does the sign stuff. I I don't know if I follow him now, but I know I've I've seen a ton of his stuff before. Oh, it's enough. Yeah. <laughs> um but i love a lot of those messages he puts out and i i think it's more funny when you see like the the youtube videos and stuff like that of you know to see people's reactions is the most interesting part i that like do again people they insane oh god love it i love it you know for for the one that i showed you first i got i think about uh, seven or eight roses i got a pizza somebody bought me a pizza um then this guy bought me a can of coke and he wanted to have a chat with me because he found it interesting 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's a line, bro. Um, then I got I got a lot of very very good responses. You know, people that I go, oh, you made my day, and this and that. And I I just it blew my mind that a simple line that you read can have such an impact on someone's day. So I I definitely want to pursue this uh, as as like a side hobby on on the weekends and stuff. You know, because I cannot work out or be dedicated to sports like Randil. <laughs> so this is this is what I'll do. <laughs> Hey, that's that's not a bad solution, man. That I like that. We'll have to start using our hashtag blush for Yash. Maybe for we'll, sure. Maybe we'll tag the podcast with it, right? I, I I'm very intrigued to know what the title of this podcast is going to be because I think I, I spoke to you, Jackson, saying mm-hmm. I have no idea how to be on a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I might mess up. I I don't know how this works. I don't know what I'm going to speak about. And you were like, "Oh, listen, it's gonna be fine. We'll take the conversation. We'll go on for half an hour, two hours." I'm like, "How do I give this guy five minutes of content?" <laughs> but you know, I, I just love the flow that we have. That's what I was saying. Um, but I'm very, I'm very, very intrigued. You know, do I have a say in what the title is, or are you guys gonna come up with it and surprise me? I, I very, it's very, it's it's the mystery, you know, going around. Usually, what I do is I, I, because when I re-edit. the the podcast i'm watching through the entire thing so it's like fresh on my mind what we what we talked about so i usually write out the description first and like here's some bullet points of what we talked about here's who is in the podcast their kind of their gig their details i think uh, i can make i can make who is in the podcast very easier for you you can just say yashmanda no more introduction needed <laughs> and, and, and and you can put this the uh-huh. thumbnail That can be thumbnail. <laughs> Perfect. Oh no no god no! Dude, my, the previous one, I'm just like this, uh-huh. and I don't know how to show that to my friends. You know, I'm like in a blanket. I'm doing this, and I'm yeah. not even using my correct name. So yeah. I, I've just been giving that a secret. You know, I I didn't do this. Uh-huh. Me, of course. It's not me. This is me. This is me. This is my exclusive. Uh, oh man, no, and then and then um, and then I usually try to come up with like. one line of like here's the topic or something um so like our last one was running a cafe just like the, the short one liners what i try to come I, up I, with i really found a way interesting you know like i, I love the way, you know she was shaking her head for everything and she was so enthusiastic saying oh my god how time flies and yeah. <laughs> you know it was so cool to see that energy you know like i loved it i loved it it was there was sparks you know And then I went. I I went into you guys' podcast, and you know, it's just trying to be modest. And yeah, I mean, I'm just the best player in state, and you know, I'm uh, going to be a business tycoon. Well, I'm just from there. Like, dude, it's so awesome. Can you not just how how are you not jumping out of your seat already? But uh, yeah, that's that's how like my thing of your podcasts are usually my. I'm I'm very very glad to be here. I don't know how many times I've said this. How many times I say this is not enough, but I'm insanely grateful to be here talking to you guys. Thank you so so much for this opportunity. It's such an honor, man. I this is definitely one of my favorite podcasts that we've done so far. Just on the basic principle of uh, being a complete stranger and having this incredible chat with you. Uh, that's just it's definitely a cool opportunity and. Uh, I'm thankful we met you and we were able to reconnect uh, after meeting initially. And yeah, by far one of my favorite podcasts, even just on principle of we found a new we found a new friend who is yeah know, nowhere near us, but we still have so much we can share and talk about. I love that. Yeah, Jackson, when you were gone and it was just Yash and I, because I don't know if we'll kind of explain that, but right. Jackson lost internet. He was out for like two minutes. So it was just Yash and I, and we were just talking. Like, it was so awesome to kind of come into the conversation, knowing that he's, you know, he's from India and he's he's so different and whatever. You know, he's across the world. But then it truly feels like there's just a friend now that we have mm-hmm. that just kind of sparked up out of a random Omegle thing we try to do on on a Saturday afternoon, and now we have a friend that's a deep connection that we feel like. You know, we'll be and stay in touch, and and this and that, and it was just such a great conversation today. So we 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 are ten times as grateful as you are for coming on, Yash, and meeting you. No, so absolutely not impossible. 
That is and, absolutely impossible. And you and, always have an open no, can, you always have an open invitation if you want to come back on the show. Uh, we're we're always here for it. Love to, you know, I'd honestly love to. I can be I can be your side piece. <laughs> <laughs>